Welcome back to DMnastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I'm DM Neil, aka Joke Maniac, and with me today is Suzanne Wallace here from Roll Twenty. Yes, Suzanne is back, and I am excited. So, Suzanne, I tell people that you're one of my favorite co-hosts, and the reason is you said my favorite things that anyone has ever said, and that is, no, I don't agree with you. Oh. And it was probably one of the greatest moments I've had on DMnastics. I was so excited because I'm like, <laughs> yes, perfect. Tell me. Tell me why you don't agree because I want you and I just wanted the opposite perspective. I'm trying to remember when I didn't agree with you. Not that it's an impossibility or anything. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to go back and listen. And hopefully we start an epic struggle over the tieback episode. Number 86. Everybody get rangerous. I love that title. And it also ties back to DMnastics number 72, Let Me Tell You About My Best Friend. People let me tell you about my best friend. He's a warm-hearted person who loves me till the end. Which is the theme song from the show Robin Big, which is possibly one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Which I've had stuck in my head the entire last hour that i've been looking over the notes and it's it's gotten kind of horrible at this point it was nice at first and then (laughs) started to you know turn into a horror movie soundtrack in my mind (laughs) yep like the episode of the walking dead yeah let me tell you about my best friend oh no now it's now it's stuck it's still there all right so for this one it was tying back to the fact that it's rangers and Notoriously, rangers for a very long time had animal companions of some sort. So the best friend aspect, of course, is playing back to having an animal companion with you. So I found a bunch of pictures of not necessarily rangers. I mean, kind of ran the gamut and just fantasy characters with animals and just threw it out there to the forum community to describe those and those relationships together. By the way, it always bothered me, this is a little random, but that Aragorn from Lord of the Rings, who is called the Ranger and Strider at different points all through the first movie, he barely has his own real name, doesn't have an animal companion, doesn't talk to animals, he's no beast master, he knows nothing. True. Well, and then, okay, so if you go if you go back to the very first edition of the ranger it actually does play off more of him and it is only later does it stray away from him and his abilities. I think this is due to my own flawed background in coming to D&D through a weird path of wow and video other video games that rangers mean you've got a dog. Yes, as it should be. I no and see and even knowing the the history I agree. History is silly. And right in the middle was the perfect place when you had an animal that was amazing. And we're going to talk about some of those animals. And you actually have one that you want to highlight. In fact, you have one that you want to highlight that I knew you would want to highlight (laughs) from the forums. Yeah, because you asked me to pick out my favorite and mention it. And I thought, okay, well, animals. I love animals. And then scrolled through and went, hold on. Wait a second. There's a corgi. Mm -hmm. So there is a corgi. His name is Lucky. This was uh, submitted by DM Rowan, who has a little bio, which I am now going to read in my corgi voice because it is adorable. You have a corgi voice. Well, I'd made one up. Okay. (laughs) I have a few corgi voices depending on the corgi. This corgi is a little lot more sturdy and rough and tough looking than your average little adorable sausage corgi. So he gets a much deeper voice. Okay. More of a roof. So he says, we are the guardians of the woods, Master and I. Master calls me Lucky. 
a name I like. Master answers to Willow, but Master is what I call her. When I was a pup, still squirming at my mother's side, she came. One by one, my brothers and sisters found masters of their own. But I was small, and when everyone else had gone, I was left. Then Master came. She was small, too. Small for the folk, just as I was the runt of my litter. From that moment, Master and I were one. Now we guard the wild and the border with the other lands from trespassers. Something Master has always wanted. Yes. I love your corgi voice. <laughs> it's a very rough kind of voice. Wouldn't they all be? Because they're dogs? One would hope. One would hope. Yeah. Uh-huh. If they are true. Yes. I love that one, especially because it's written from the perspective of the animal companion, not necessarily just a, a more academic, I guess would be the word, approach to the backstory, but rather from the exact perspective of the dogs. Yeah, but they answered all of the questions. Though. Oh, yeah, definitely. Though they, there's not a um, a particular adventure included in that post. Not that I mind because it's so fantastic. Oh, yeah. I can imagine a lot of amazing adventures that those two might have had. And will have, of course. But if you want to read more about an interesting perspective on the world through the eyes of dogs, one, I guess you could watch Homeward Bound, but that's not what I'm trying to suggest. You should go pick up a comic called Rover Red Charlie, and it's a post-apocalyptic story all from the perspective of three dogs. I've convinced Suzanne to go read it, so you should too. <laughs> I am really excited by it. I was saying it before that it looks both dark and also adorable, and yep. I've been assured that that's pretty much the balance that it strikes. That's 100% it. So for mine that I want to highlight, it is from I Be Plunderin'. And I want to highlight their post because it takes one, two, three, four of the all available ones. And he has a tendency to create some of the most official looking DMnastic posts that there are. Suzanne was even convinced that they were stolen from the internet and pasted (laughs) into the forums. They look really official. They're very well done. Yes. The joy of homebrewery. Down to some watermarking action. I can't even. That's great. Yep. So the one out of those that I want to highlight, though, is actually a panther that's being ridden by what I believe to be a human. Could be an elf. Hard to tell. Cloaks and stuff. But the panther's name is Sharzin, referred to simply as Shar. I want to ride a panther so badly. (laughs) She's got that rad looking saddle. Mm -hmm. Clearly custom made. By the way, I am pretty impressed that any cat is allowing, first of all, a thing to be attached to its back, and second, for something to be riding on top of it. I have sure. a cat, and I put a Halloween costume on him once, <laughs> and it, a, a thin cloth thing, and it was as though the delicate weight of that was just, it was too hard. Soul-crushing. And he would—he took maybe three steps in total over the course of 30 minutes, and all of them, his back was entirely concave, just slunk down to the floor. I said, I can't. This is the worst. This is awful. Okay, so one of the best features about Char is that Char is actually a narcoleptic (laughs) and will have bouts of unconsciousness. And so when is the time that they almost died was when Vela, the owner of Char, and then Char fell asleep on a mountain and they almost fell off and died. But luckily Vela had dug her spear into the side and saved them both. And then they were able to eventually climb the mountain. That's a pretty significant handicap for a companion animal that you're trusting with your life in serious situations. (laughs) (laughs) We will ride into battle or Uh, not. Or not. I feel like this person was uh, 
drawing from their own experience with cats where (laughs) you just turn around and, oh, they're asleep again. Okay. That's awesome. So actually, I was going to say, there's even another one at the bottom by I.B. Plunderin that is the like a very almost like half wolf man and his wolf. Just go check it out. Check out everything from I.B. Plunderin. So that wolf has is the most muscled wolf. Yeah. I think I've ever seen in my life. Lots of lifting. By that wolf way. has biceps and muscles on muscles. Muscles on muscles. He has bumps that I don't know what they're for. That wolf <laughs> lifts. That wolf definitely lifts. Oh yeah. So, with that, we are going to start talking about some of these together, and we'll do that right now. Lifting weights is what I do. Look at me. Lift these weights. So, I know you've picked one that we want to start working on. And which one did you pick? I picked the fox, which is shown here with a sort of druid-looking archer. So then the actual prompt questions, and we can answer them however we want, but is what is the companion's name? Yeah, this fox fixin' would be too obvious. Mm-hmm. I think this fox's name is something snarky like Snix. Ooh, I like it. With two X's. At least. At least. At least two <laughs> X's. <laughs> Okay, so then the next question is going to be, where did they meet their animal handler? Hmm, an excellent question. I mean, well, the obvious option is that perhaps this fox was injured at some point by some unfunny goblin who it tried to befriend. And the goblin said, decided that it did not want a fox hanging around that might betray him at any moment. And so he... Sliced off a little bit of him, leaving the fox all by its lonesome. And this druid lady was passing by and had just shot herself a couple of goblins, mysteriously, uh, and heard the crying of a fox, which foxes make terrifying freaking noises, actually. They do. It is. I'll insert some here. (coughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So she heard terrifying nightmare noises. Mm Mm-hmm. And thought, okay, maybe there are more goblins. And instead, she found a little wounded fox. And upon nursing it back to health, they found that they had become friends. Never to be separated. So then the question is, what special attack do they like to employ? Well, being low to the ground and quick and wily, as foxes typically are, I think Snicks would be really good at tripping enemies. Mm-hmm. So ducking and weaving in amongst the battlefield and when its human companion or rather elfin companion is forced to draw her dagger and fight close combat, Snix will weave in and at just the right moment trip up enemies so that they fall either backwards or directly onto the blade. Nice. So the next question is what weird quirk do they have that helps make them memorable? I was inspired by how adorably the fox is licking something out of its elfin companion's hand. So I'm going to assign my imagining of it a quirk that my dog has, which is licking anyone awake as soon as you fall asleep. Basically, that's a great time to come and lick your face because apparently it tastes better. (laughs) So isn't that nice? That's awesome. You have to make sure that that the fox is asleep first, and then you can go to sleep. Yeah, although they have shorter sleep cycles, so even that's a bit of a crapshoot. Oh, no. What is a time that they almost died? 
a really weird idea just popped into my head. (laughs) Well, I think that one time when using its special attack, Snix might maybe didn't calculate (laughs) quite well enough, getting out of the way in time and a giant ogre (laughs) fell directly on them. Oh, no. And it was quite a crushing blow. And due to the nature of a packed battlefield, Snix was buried under a couple of dead or nearly dead enemy bodies for a little while and had to be found and dug out by its companion. Thankfully, it was able to give the terrifying shriek call yep. of the fox. <laughs> that, that made it easier to find. Yep. What is a time that they saved the day? So let's say that once when the elf druid was captured and placed in a dungeon underground, as most dungeons are, Many, anyway. (laughs) They were separated from the fox. The fox managed to get away during the capture adventure. And it was able to, it's a very clever fox, able to watch the comings and goings of the guards, find a time to sneak in a window and steal the keys from the guard while sleeping and then bring them to the druid. That's awesome. I want a fox now. Yep. Feel like you could. Because I feel like a lot of people have crazier animals than I think they should. So yeah, that's true. I feel like there's a way you could get a fox and it somehow be okay. I'm sure it's doable, actually. I'm not sure if it's a good idea. No, no, no. <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. Although there is a librarian somewhere in the U.S. that I remember found some fox kittens and nursed them back to health. And they were sort of mascots for a while. I don't know if they were eventually released back into the wild, but I remember watching updates on that. This is a couple of years ago, but that was back in my past life as a book publicist. And so any nerdy book story was talked about a lot. (laughs) Ah, past lives. (laughs) So for me, I'm going to choose the picture directly below that one because I think it is very interesting. I guess you could read the questions to me. I will. I will. I was admiring that gorgeous snowy owl. Yes. So this beautiful snowy owl, what is this animal companion's name? I'm trying to think because I'm trying to think of what the person would call it. I feel like it'd have to be something really complicated because the person appears to be a drow elf. Yeah. So, we will call the owl Varmalis. Ooh, sounds kind of like Vargulis, but mm. more like a oh, name. Yeah, I like it. Done. Varmalis. Varmalis or Vormulis? Var, V-A-R-M-A-L-I-S. Varmalis. Nice. Varmalis. It's a very serious name. Yes, no joke. No joke. So, where did Varmalis meet their animal handler? So... Like I said, the person is appears to be at least a drow. I mean, dark, they appear to be a dark-skinned elf with white hair. So I'm making I'm making a logical leap and assuming that they are a drow. And so I'm also deciding that the person, alignment aside, is someone that still kind of lives in the Underdark. And so then they'll only come out at night. And so then that's why they were drawn towards Varmalis and found them one day and knew that they were a creature that could assist them in navigating the open air world, if you will. Mm, Nice. What special attack do they like to employ? So, and again, making assumptions because that's what we need to do, (laughs) I think, to complete this. (laughs) The drow elf is really adept at hiding. So then the owl could be above and swoop in and attack, creating, I mean, even a flyby attack with nothing really intent on damage so that they're not risking 
harm to themselves, but then the drow elf can jump out and attack and do whatever with easily creating surprise for them. So essentially the owl works as the perfect distraction. Nice. Also, you can do a little bit of eye gouging from the start. Create a (laughs) handicap for the enemy. Got him. All right. What weird quirk does the owl have that makes them memorable? Hmm. Narcolepsy. No. (laughs) (laughs) That is a weird one. Well, I guess this could tie back into earlier and like why they would find each other. Rather than sleep in trees, the owl sleeps in a cave. Oh, okay. Even though it is appears to be a snow owl, but that's just where they spend all their time is in a cave rather than trees. They just like the caves. Yeah. The caves are always there. They like the echoing. Yep. <laughs> Maybe they're a lonely owl. They oh. like to go hoo-hoo in here. Hoo-hoo, <gasps> Okay, they like the caves and they think they hear voices, but no one really knows. Oh, no. (laughs) An owl with a complex. Yep. Talking to themselves. Creating weird Winnie the Pooh images in my mind. Yep. (laughs) Of the owl going, ooh, I'm always right, aren't I? Yes, yes, I am. (laughs) Oh, poor guy. Owl talking to other owl. Is that right, owl? Yes, other owl. It absolutely is. Okay, I'm going. And it was just a mirror the whole time. Yeah, I'm going off the rails a little bit. Nope, you're good. <laughs> what is a time that Varmalis almost died? So I'm trying to think of actually a time that they both almost died. And I think it would be interesting if they essentially ventured too far. Like they were trying to overstep their reach and then are getting stuck out in the daylight. And they essentially just strung out from battle and then can't get back to the cave where they would both be comfortable. So mm. essentially they're having to fight their way back through during the day. And then it was pretty much almost impossible, especially with the daylight sensitivity of the drow elf. And I would assume that some daylight sensitivity for the snow owl, I could look it up. Maybe they're one of the ones that aren't truly nocturnal, blah, blah, blah. It's the (laughs) internet. Tell me if I'm wrong. I don't know. Harry Potter's owl definitely flew around during the daytime. Yeah, I'm going to be wrong. I'm sorry, internet. I'm sorry. (laughs) Then again, all the owls did. So I'm not sure that really disproves anything. (laughs) What is the time that they saved the day? Oh, so... Again, the drow elf, who we have not named and we will not name, was actually venturing back farther into the Underdark and was caught unawares by a roper. And Varmalis actually knew that something was up and flew in and helped save them by, again, distracting the roper and helping their drow elf companion break free. Nice. Sweet. Yeah. They've got two animals and backstories and everything. These are some good animals. Yeah. And definitely check out some of the other, uh, you know, and there's a lot more that are still left. So if somebody wants to jump on the forums and do those, they are there. Interestingly enough, I feel like our instincts led us to the smaller animals for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. because we completely ignored the more muscly. There's a bear. There's what almost looks like a saber toothed tiger, a white Mm -hmm. one. Yeah, there's a lot of wonderful artwork and potential for ideas here. Definitely. But with that, I say I think we have done it. So next up, where can people go find more of the cool stuff you're doing or just cool stuff you want to talk about? Well, you can find out anything that Roll20 is doing, just saying, if that's something that you're inclined to do on Twitter at Roll20app or always on our blog at blog.roll20.net. You can find me on Twitter at I am a snarky pants. And oh, no, that's it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Did you want to promote the thing with the stuff and the monster? Yes, I do. Thank you. No problem. I'll do your job for you. Don't worry. No, I'm still kidding. I'm still in animal fuzziness mode. 
Well, Roll20 is having a really exciting couple of weeks because last week we were able to announce that we had hit the 2 million user mark, which is a pretty big milestone for us. Uh, Amazing. We're, We're very proud of that. And as of now, when you'll be hearing this, we have released the officially licensed Wizards of the Coast module, the Roll20 edition of the Monster Manual. Yes. So that's a really big deal. It's available on the Roll20 Marketplace, and you should go check it out. And then you can add amazing monsters to your pre-existing campaigns. Mm-hmm. I love all the new 5th edition stuff that's been added. I mean, if nothing else, it's an amazing resource just to look stuff up. Yeah. I've noticed that it's actually been, and, and I would assume that I should commend those that help run your website. But like when I look stuff up, more often than not, Roll20 is like, hey, I got that for you. And then I just hop over there, and I'm like, oh, look. All the information I needed. Fantastic. Thank you, Roll20. Yeah. Thank you, that's, Suzanne. That's our goal. We're the... <laughs> I thank you personally we'll you every time I get there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the whole process has made me fall back in love with the Monster Manual, which I, it's been sitting on my bookshelf for now a couple of years and it's been ages since I just mm-hmm. looked through it but of course in going through the module production process we had to dive really deep into it obviously because we had to figure out how to best um, make it fit to the Roll20 mm. platform and the compendium system and I just go into these meetings where okay how are we going to handle dracoliches and whatnot and I kept getting distracted going guys have you seen this? <laughs> have you this looked at this beautiful. book before? Yeah. <laughs> course they're like yes we've been looking at it for hours now and for (laughs) but it is gorgeous and i'm really happy at how it turned out it's very easy to use the site and the compendium particularly to just browse to get ideas i think it's a great resource if you're like i know that my players need to fight something cool maybe to keep them interested but i have no idea what Mm -hmm. and then you could look up something by challenge rating or by type and get a bunch of ideas and then literally just drag and drop it into your adventure and it's a token is there and it's fully statted and it's has the bio in there and it's completely ready to go and then it can even remain hidden to you as the gm until you click this little button that says show to players and then everybody will go yes oh god i have to kill this now awesome so yeah, yeah go check it out roll 20 it's still a great place to go who knew two million people that's who knew and me. <laughs> well, answers it. That's my band name. Two million people and me. <laughs> I think it would work. So now that you know that, if you want to go find out more from DMnastics, you can always email us at dmnastics at gmail.com. Or if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do so at dmnastics, where we put a daily dmnastics every day, because that's how daily works. And for everything else on the network, you can go over to blockpartypodcastnetwork.com. But above all of that, I want to implore you, the listener, to join the forums and take part in these challenges and exercises, as well as the other conversations being had. So to do that, head over to dungeonmasterblock.freeforums.net and try out some gymnastics so your players won't ever ask, do you even lift? Oh, I could barely lift my right arm because I did so many. I don't know if you heard me counting, I did over a thousand. Just watch out for the guns. They'll get you. (laughs) 